Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a little bit. Yeah. It's been a great couple weeks, though. It has. You've had Rocket on. Who else has been on the... Rocket's been on. We've had uh, several different Five Star Life staff members. Coach Bray was on talking about basketball and just thought we actually did a lesson, too. He's, he's a great guest to have on. Um, and we had Aubrey on as well. Oh, good. Our executive director. Our executive director. So if you just tuned in, I really want to encourage you to take a moment to go to our website and check us out at fivestarlife.org. We just launched a new cool website, very interactive, a lot of cool stuff there. Check it out, fivestarlife.org. Also, just a reminder, you can listen to this podcast anywhere and everywhere podcasts are streamed. You can also now watch us on YouTube at The Five Star Life. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Also, do us a favor, hit the like button, and then share it. If this content is helpful, share it, pass it along. We're just starting this. We're trying to build it up, and um, really excited about that. So thanks for being a part. Uh, today's going to be a great show. We've got a cool event coming up that we really want to invite you to be a part of. Um, it's coming up September 20th. It's a Friday, September 29th. And it is going to be an incredible night at Summit, our 350-acre training facility. It's called Horses and Heroes. And we're just highlighting equine uh, because it's fall and because it's a great program we have. There are so many kids that are struggling in school. And I mean, from, you know, grade school, middle school, high school, all of the above, where they just don't, they're not learning, they're not engaged. And so Summit, if you can go to our website and check it out, is this place where kids can come to grow and explore and learn and, and ultimately find a track for a career. So um, our horse trainer, Brandon Fisher, is going to be in the house. Uh, he works for the uh, Department of Agriculture, and he's also on the rodeo circuit. He's going to be doing some demonstrations. It's going to be a great night of fun and food. We've got live music. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to miss it. RSVP, sign up at our website, fivestarlife.org. It's free, by the way. It's family-friendly, so grab your family, grab some friends. It's a great kind of on-ramp to see what Five Star Life does. Mm-hmm. Wear some cowboy gear. Yeah, dress up, wear some gear, get your your cowboy hat on, get your boots, and I don't I don't have cowboy boots. So <laughs> I want to see your cowboy hat, though. I, my wife has asked me, so I said, Seth, what are you going to wear? I said, I don't know. We'll <laughs> so, help you. <laughs> thank you. It's going to be good. All right. And, and you had uh, a fun week. So five stuff basketball tryouts just kind of happened. Oh my gosh. Yes. You got to go check it out. I did. I Because um, Mia had never been to our gym before. No, that's not true. I've been to oh, our you, gym. You've been yeah. to the gym yeah, before? Not for okay. Tryouts, but okay. I've been to the gym. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> People, I've, I've worked. <laughs> False accusations here being slung publicly. <laughs> I was there for the boys tryouts though, but it was great. It Lots of uh, families and parents that we got to meet and just to watch these Little guys play basketball. What what amazing. age group? It was uh, seventh and eighth, and 
fifth and sixth. Okay. Um, so upper grade school, yeah. middle school. And oh my gosh. So these kids are so tall. I was shocked <laughs> at some of like the difference between some of the kids and, but there's some really tall boys out there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, being a basketball player is a little bit traumatic. I thought I was short my entire life until I, I turned like maybe 24 or something. I was finally like, you know, it's weird. Like in, in the real world, I'm not that short. Like I'm like 5'10 to 5'11, which in basketball, that's tiny. Sure. So I just grew up thinking I was short. Yeah. So uh, I'm joking about the traumatic part. It's, it is funny though, because basketball players are tall. Mm-hmm. But we run a great program and just to watch Coach Bray, he's amazing. And uh, Coach Connor also there uh, and Coach Tone uh, was there too. And so, I mean, you know more of what our program's about because your kids are in it, but. It is such an incredible program. I mean, for, for those parents out there that want to get their kids involved in basketball, um, it's a great exploratory program for beginners, but there is a spot for everybody. Like as they, as they rise in their skill level, I mean, we play at the highest level on the Adidas gauntlet and like that our coaching philosophy is, is really a foundation of why there's so much impact. You know, when you get into the DNA of our curriculum and what we teach, that's why it's so powerful because when you have coaches who aren't just uh, knowledgeable about basketball and training and skill development, but they're coming from, from a standpoint of it's not really about winning and losing ultimately on the scoreboard. It's about winning and losing in their life, mm-hmm. their choices, right? So that that's that's the, the, the passion, the mission of Five Slave Basketball. So check it out again on that brand new Five Slave website at fivestarlife.org, F-I-V-E, or the number five, starlife.org. Good. So what are we going to talk about today? So, you know, we, we just wrapped up in studio mm-hmm. um, uh, a lesson for kids that, that is really powerful. We, we just finished, it's lesson number 14. It's titled uh, Breakthrough in Social Life. We did a seven lesson series on just helping kids. So many parents and teachers are like, kids are, my kids are struggling with how to connect, how to engage. They're isolated, they're lonely. They don't know how to connect with other kids. And so we did seven lessons on how to have a breakthrough in their social life. And we capped it off by talking to kids about the the importance of having adults in your life and allowing those adults to give their insight and their correction. So it was a little bit of a a zinger for kids, uh, a little bit challenging, but so powerful for kids who receive it. It'll be life-changing. I always say this, but it was a zinger for me. <laughs> so, you know, it's true, though. I mean, correction is hard, whether you're a kid or, I mean, for me, too, as an adult, sometimes it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a, a kid at Highland Middle School ask me, we had this, we talked about it on the show. Uh, we went to Highland, they, they do this panel and ask a bunch of questions. And one of the questions was, Coach Seth, do your kids look up, like, do your own kids, mm. like, Seth Moss kids, do they look up to you? And my answer was simple. I'm like, I'm a cool dad. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I, I do fun stuff with my kids. So I think I'm cool. They don't really think I'm cool. Um, but I do think they look up to me um, with the exception of those moments when I have to use that dreaded word, no, or when I need to correct them. 
so corrective behavior and hearing the words no, all of a sudden they fall out of love with Coach Seth and their dad in a hurry. <laughs> I'm the coolest dad in the world until those moments usually. Do you think that's where a lot of parents also kind of check out because they don't want to be that person? Because it's not cool to say no. It's not cool to, you know, correct. I think I think it's like there, there's some parents I've talked to that they want to be it's almost like they feel they want to be connect so connected to their kids they want to be their friend which is really important to be a, to have friendship but they allow that to overtake their they're abdicating their responsibility to still be a parent because they're so fearful it's really fear mm-hmm. right that's driving it they're afraid they're going to lose their their connection with their kid and i get that i really do but it's very important that you still step up to the plate and understand like, do I want to be the cool parent that watches my kid go down a bad path and be connected? Or do I want to give them truth and trust the investment of time and support that they're going to understand this and that we're going to make it through it and I'm going to help them avoid getting burned? You know, which is it? And then there's parents that just, you know, they... they we can be a parent that just is kind of disconnected. Like, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you feel. I'm, I'm the parent. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's totally fine when you have toddlers and little kids that you can get away with that. As they become adolescents, that's a bad idea mm-hmm. because they're on a fast track to independence. And so they're going to view that type of mindset or that type of approach for a parent as you just want control. You're weird. Like you're, you're, and it will cause a greater divide. And then that leads to serious rebellion, serious resistance. And none of us as parents want that for our kids. Sure. But we've seen it. But we see it. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you want to go right down the middle and you want to really value their relationship and see things from their point of view. Right. And we'll talk about that more in this lesson, but there's this fine line of, of being very empathetic towards their needs, their desires, their own truth. It may not be the truth, but it's their truth. But also letting them understand, well, I've lived a lot more life and here's the truth, whether you can see it or not. I think it's important that parents choose their battles wisely when they get to adolescence. All right, we got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. Be sure on the break to share this uh, lesson with somebody else. Let a friend know about it. Visit us online at fivestarlife.org. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestarlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. And we're having a great conversation um, about a lesson we just filmed with, uh, you know, this focus on helping kids break through in their social life, but specifically a big part of kids really living a five-star life and avoiding getting burned socially is being able to have relationship with adults who can see what we call blind spots and protect them from making those, those vital mistakes that 
that are really hard to recover from. You can bounce back from everything, but they're just avoidable situations that if you are a person that you can humble yourself and receive insight and correction from adults, it's amazing how kids will go further faster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, this is the hard thing because when, when I tell my kids no, um, they don't like it, which I can relate to. I didn't like being told no. I mean, do you like being told no? Do you like being told to do? No. <laughs> so don't try. <laughs> when I was a kid, so my family makes fun of me to this day because we have like the, the old 80s home videos of, of me, you know, constantly saying, it was like a mantra, <laughs> don't tell me what to do. That was my mantra. And there's this one clip they play over and over of, you know, my older brother, Justin, is trying to help me with something. He's the older brother. Mm-hmm. Older siblings are always trying to be helpful, right? Trying to help their siblings. And it's like, no, nah, I want to do it by myself. And he's right next to me, walking me through this. And I'm like, <laughs> Justin, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. That was my, that was my <laughs> mantra. So I get it. We're, we're, we are wired as individuals. There's this uh, term in psychology called psychological reactance, which is basically um, w- when, we, um, uh, when we are motivated to regain freedom because we feel threatened by someone, we think they're going to control us or limit us that we just really start to block or resist or rebel from anything they want to bring at us. Interesting. And it's like human nature. Nobody had to teach me mm-hmm. to tell Justin, don't tell him what to do. <laughs> With siblings, though, some of that never goes away. True. Like being the youngest, oh my gosh, to this day, I'm like, seriously? I mean, they... <laughs> being the baby. Yeah. Yeah, us babies, man. Don't tell yeah. us what to do. <laughs> there's, there's this girl that... Um, long time ago, she's now a married woman, but when she's a little girl, she's like two, three years old. And her name was Maggie May. She's the cutest little girl. And me and Sarah would babysit. My wife would babysit her and her siblings. And she was the baby of the family. Yeah. And at the time, and she, she would always just like, anytime you'd do anything, she'd say, don't tell me what to do. Or <laughs> she'd say mines. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't want you to mess with her. You yeah. know, she was very protective. It's human nature. Um, and I think as adults, we can carry that forward. If we don't learn, and adolescence is meant to be a stage that we grow up, that we mature, and that we start to recognize that we have, there's people in our lives that are there for a reason to help us. Yes, we need to be independent. We need to be able to make our own decisions. We need freedom. That's that's a big part of living a five-star life. But I also remember as a kid, I think it was probably seven, there was a little toddler in our house, a friend of our family. He was probably two. And we had a kerosene heater in our house that was heating our house in the winter. And this little kid, his name was Braden, started walking toward it. And his dad saw him walking toward it and just said, Braden, you know, stop. And um, Braden looked at his dad and continued to walk towards it. And Braden is now, you know, walking towards it. And his dad then, you know, yelled, Braden, stop. Braden looked at his dad. And now he's just a couple feet from the kerosene heater. He looks at his dad, lifts his hand towards the kerosene heater, 
And his dad sees he's going to drop his hand in that thing. And his dad yells, you know, Brayden, no. And he turns and looks at his dad and drops his hand on the kerosene heater. And all you could hear was the sizzling mm-hmm. of little toddler skin and then the screaming of Brayden, who was burned. And in Brayden's mind, you know, dad is angry. Dad's being mean. Dad's controlling him. He couldn't understand it. But everyone, everybody else, including seven-year-old me, we knew exactly what was about to happen if Braden didn't heed his father's instruction. So Braden viewed his dad as angry, mean, trying to control him, and everybody else saw that his dad was just trying to protect him from getting burned. And isn't that how life works? Mm-hmm. I have a three-year-old granddaughter, and that's all she says is, you're mean, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> You have to like stop and think like, what is she saying? But it is. It's just because every time you correct her, you're mean. Yeah. That's how she translates Because it. we don't like being corrected. Yeah. So it's amazing how even as toddlers, there's ego, there's independence. There's a mix of both of those things already starting. This is why parenting is so important, right? Mm-hmm. We can raise little monsters if we just allow them to lead themselves and we don't correct the behavior. And... Ultimately, the question that we have to ask ourselves when it comes to, you know, us living a five-star life, we can make a choice to either believe that the people in our lives who have lived longer than we have, or maybe they're just, they can see life from a different perspective. I mean, we all have blind spots, and it's easy to see the blind spots in other people it's harder to see our own. And so when somebody comes forward with a, hey, you got a blind spot here, that can be very threatening to receive it. And if we don't intentionally make a decision that we're going to grow up and we're going to view that as in in the reality that it is that they can see something I can't see, if we don't choose to respect ourselves enough to humble ourselves, to not sabotage our own future and our own greatness by listening to correction and insight, we will be stuck in these cycles where we have people that are there to help us and save us. But if you push them away, what happens? Those 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 relationships kind of kind of fall apart, mm-hmm. right? And they realize I can't go there with that person. So this is where they, and then we stay stuck. But why is it that? You know, you like some kids can take correction in sports, but they can't take correction in school or, you know, they can't take it at home, but they can take it at school. Well, that's a good question. Um, There's ouchy parts of us. Why can't we take correction in certain areas? Mm -hmm. There's certain areas that we are very open to insight and to wisdom. And then others were probably really closed. And again, it's just a matter of where they're blind, where we're not blind, where we, if, if it wasn't a blind spot, it wouldn't matter. See, the areas that we know we have a weakness, that's not a blind spot. We know we're weak, so we get help. It's the areas that we think we're killing it or we think, man, they're, they're, they're wrong about this. They're not seeing this right. I'm right. They're wrong. That's a blind spot. So that, that's where the point of contention is. And so the decision is, do I trust this person enough? What are their intentions? If you can weed through that and find out what their intentions are, then you can get to a point where now I just need to let go of my ego and humble myself because maybe they're right. Maybe you should see this from their perspective. 
And that's really what we're trying to get kids to think about. Can I get myself to consider what they're saying? Just consider it. Well, I also think, though, it's easy to consider when it's delivered in a certain way, you know? Yeah. Um, d- delivery is big. And uh, we as parents, uh, coaches, teachers, we get delivery wrong. And it's usually, you know, it's like Braden's dad. Delivery, what, when you're two feet away from a, something that's going to burn you, d- dad is not thinking about delivery. Well, hey, Braden, um, you know, yeah. could you please step away from the kerosene heater? There's a time and a place for every kind of language. And there, there is a time to have a little fire in your voice. But if it's always fire, it's always alarmist, that's when kids check out. But we talked to kids about this and said, listen, don't worry so much about delivery. Think about the content. Think about where they're coming from. But as a parent, as a teacher, yeah, we need to think about our delivery. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it right the first time, you know, we always say, you know, you have another chance. Do it again. Yeah. Ap- apologize. You know what? That didn't come out right. Yeah. Let, let me try this again. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That was fear speaking. Let, let's have a conversation about that. And it's okay for kids to know that you're concerned. You see that they're about to get burned. Mm-hmm. Have the conversation, but make it a conversation. And I think the other thing that we have to think about is the delivery it can't be the same for everybody. And it's not that, and I think this is where we get caught up is like some kids are more sensitive and, you know, and oh right. my gosh, I'm just going to crush them so I won't say anything. Yeah. Well, that doesn't help them either. Yeah, so and my kids are all different. We we got to take a quick break and come back with more right after this. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and joined in studio with Coach Me, and we're having a super fun conversation about. Um, I'm joking uh, because talking about receiving insight and correction from people in your life is not a fun topic because it really gets touchy, sensitive, ouchy mm-hmm. when we're you know referring to being wrong, acknowledging we can't see. There's something weird that's triggered in us, like. No, I have it all figured out. <laughs> I can see. I mean, we know at some level that we're not perfect. We know we don't have it all figured out. But when there's a revelation that they see something we don't, it is amazing how, again, it's a psychological theory called psychological reactance that when someone brings something to us that we're surprised by to protect us, to help us, to correct us, to redirect us, there is a natural reaction, a natural nature that pops up that wants to put the arm out and give them the stiff arm because we feel threatened. It's interesting. It is. <laughs> and we've all felt it. But the wisdom in saying, you know, I'm going to make a decision to make a choice that I'm going to respect my own life enough to listen to people, to listen to correction. I mean, 
so what if the person is coming at you and they're trying to correct you? I mean, can we just, can we be strong enough internally just to just take a breath and just listen? Mm-hmm. Now, if it goes on a rant and they're just trying to hate on us and it's toxic, we can figure that out and we can step away from the conversation. But there's something very powerful about individuals who can learn. And I think they're powerful because they glean from others. They're constantly able to receive correction, receive some gleaning. Because when others point things out, what it's doing is instead of me having to get burned like Braden did, as we talked about in the previous segment, or run my head into that wall or feel that pain, I get to avoid that and I get light shed on my environment that I didn't have. So I'm growing faster. I'm going further faster than I could have on my own. You know what I was thinking of, like when I grew up, no one taught us this, this skill. It was more like, you know, listen, be respectful, which I completely agree with. Sure. There's still that, that part of it. But it's like, if, you know, be open, you know, I think that's why if you're not taught that, then you're, then you want to fight. You want to be defensive because you feel like you're being attacked, but it's yeah. not an attack. Yeah. And, and we're in that phase right now, like teenagers, th- that's adolescence is prime for that because everything biologically is screaming towards independence. And that's where parents want their kids to be independent, strong, critical thinkers, um, successful. But we, we find that in our home. I mean, the, the smallest little things you say, it's so funny. Are you, you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm, it's like, no, nope, <laughs> don't say that. Don't think you're stupid. Think you're brilliant. Um, but you just may want to reconsider what you're doing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, I'm going to let you figure that out because you're not interest, interested right now on the little things. Parents, we have to choose our battles wisely. Uh, on the big things, it's like, sorry, I'm not going to let you, you know, lose your life over this or lose a limb or lose your, your health over the, like there's certain lines that we as parents have to draw on the line where it's like, okay, it's time for the big boy, big girl conversation. Let's think about delivering how we want to do it. And we might even want to take 15 minutes if there's something that you heard or got wind of that went on. Um, but, but it's funny because, um, I, I talked to a, a, a kid who um, had a friend who did something very inappropriate in his, his, in this kid was just saying, yeah, his, his parents go from zero to 60 so fast and everything blows up. It's intense. It's bad. It's, it, it, there's discipline. Um, and, but, but he just said, you know, that this friend doesn't always learn and I think part of it is, you know, if we can start to have dialogue with kids at adolescence, the older they get, the better it is. Because when they're kids, that behavior worked. Being loud, making swift decisions, putting them in their place, taking things away. That's a part of, parent, that, that's a part of parenting. As they get older, that's control. And kids will rebel. And you know, you said the friend doesn't learn anything, but I guarantee you he does learn to do the complete opposite of what they're trying to do because he doesn't want to hear it. So he doesn't share, he, you know. Yeah, so then you get to in, lie, get learns into, to, you know. And that's what happens. I mean, so, so you, you know, you, you know, I see this in so many different relationships where k- kids that, that don't learn this lesson we're, we're teaching and also parents that, that, Again, this is why you've got to share the show 
and you've got to share this podcast because there's so many things we talk about within youth culture. This is a great parenting, we don't call it a parenting podcast, but it really is a great parenting podcast because we've got to grow as parents. It's the hardest things, thing we do. And it's probably, we put the least amount of time into, into learning and reading and researching how to be a better parent and how to connect with our kids. Mm-hmm. But yet, there's so many parents that could be in such a better place with their kids if they would just start to change the way they're parenting as their kids get older. We can't parent the same way at any phase. And we have to relinquish control as parents too, which is super hard. So my wife and I spend a lot of time talking about how to deal with situations before we deal with them at at adolescence because they're tricky. And because we don't, we don't want them to receive it in the wrong light. And so it's, what should our approach be? How do we want to handle this? What, what, what's the response going to be? And there are things that we have to address, right? We're not shying away from them. But I just want to encourage parents, again, to take that time to really dialogue and drill down and, and feel at peace before you go into those situations. And... When you're at peace, your kids, it will help them be at peace as well. And, and often even knowing where the conversation is going to go and where it's not going to go and having some boundaries uh, for ourselves. And my wife will just kind of tap me out if she sees like I'm getting a little... Because I have... I'm laid back and I'm, I'm pretty even keel. But, you know, I'm also the alpha male in my home. <laughs> so, and when the... The, the, the 20-year-old boy or the 18-year-old boy, uh, when they're trying to go toe-to-toe with their 18-year-old wisdom, uh, it is easy for my ego to put itself on the table. Mm-hmm. Well, listen here, son. <laughs> it's human nature. That's my own psychological reactance kicking in. And what do you do when that happens? Uh, so my wife lets me know, <laughs> like in the moment, yeah. which is also humbling. Which is also good for my kids to see, though, too. Like, hey, mom and dad hold each other accountable. Like, right? And I could do the same thing for her. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that, that is, that's hard. <laughs> but that's important for kids to see that, that quality of relationship where there's give and take. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even give and take. It's more like balance. Well, and done respectfully. Yes. I mean, we've all seen the other. It's like, you know, it turns into a screaming match against mom and dad, yeah. you know, and that's not good. No, not good. So, but, but it's, it's that, it's not often that, but that when I, when I get out of hand, then it's that. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm a bad boy, it's like, <laughs> um, but most of the time it's just um, recognizing they're not receiving it. Like when I see the receiver is not receiving it, I know the messenger has to change. Or we have to walk away from it for a little bit. Like, this may not be one, like, and done. It may be a series of smaller conversations. So I gave him something to think about. We'll come back later. Mm-hmm. So it's recognizing where the receiver's at and what they're able to handle. But do, do you also feel that <clears throat> you can't uh, deliver what you need to deliver unless you're, you have practiced the same thing you're asking these kids to practice? Oh, there's no question. Yeah. There, there is no question, and um, that's why we've got to model it first, and that's why I'm just encouraging parents, and for, for single moms, single dads out there, you're like, well, I don't have that, that, that person, 
And I would just say that that's where you have to have a village. Like that's where if you're part of five star, five star can come in. You're, you know, the, the people you volunteer or serve with or in programs with, but I would say even your family members, your parents, your grandparents, um, your coworkers, that that's why, but it's hard because it means we have to go to people admit we have some, some areas we're not winning in. And that takes humility to let people in on the fact that maybe we recognize a blind spot, aren't sure what to do about it. And um, that's, that's humility, which is tough. It is tough, but good. <laughs> but very powerful, very powerful. All right, we got to take another break. We'll come back after this. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I am your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined with my incredible co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. You know, we're having this awesome conversation. Um, By the way, if you've enjoyed the conversation so far, would you do us a favor? We just started this. We just launched it. We're trying to get a following because we're trying to add value. If this has been valuable, would you take a moment right now and just hit the like button and then take it a step further? If you can think of like maybe a person or two that this would be helpful uh, to, to, to go through with. Maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a family member, a friend. Share this with them right now. That does us a huge favor, grows our, our, our listenership. Um, but, you know, we're talking about helping kids break through in their social life. And a big part of that is how they interact socially with adults. And so many adults um, struggle to connect with kids. So many kids struggle to connect with adults. The, the worlds are, are, are apart. And we live in a society, Mia, that the message to kids is like, you do you, uh, follow your heart, um, you know, be, be free, follow your feelings. And I agree with all of those things with one exception, when there are blind spots involved. And so, you know, when, when kids who have lived short lives encounter life. And when parents and coaches and caregivers see that their kids are on a path, that they're about to get burned and experience pain, uh, it gets really interesting. And so, you know, we're just telling kids, you have to make a decision in that moment. Are you going to see correction and insight or even the word no, as this thing that they're trying to control me and they're taking my freedom away? Or will you have enough respect for yourself to recognize that I need to humble myself and I need to just really receive the insight, receive the correction? If they can do that, it will, it will launch them in life because they won't have to learn everything on their own. Mm. So we had a situation in South Bend that actually I think plays perfectly into this, um, that some kids 
Yeah, so so I'm not sure if you uh, watched the news, but WSBT did this story um, last last weekend uh, talking about what happened at Eddy Street Commons, where it's just this cool place for kids to hang out. You know, it's amazing. Like the city of South Bend has put all kinds of infrastructure mm-hmm. into different places throughout the city. Notre Dame has as well, um, but like Howard. Uh, Howard Park is a beautiful place to hang out and loiter. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's literally a place where you want the community to come. Mm-hmm. And so kids are hanging out there. Same thing with Eddie Street Commons. But kids are just acting a fool. They're wilding out. They're just acting crazy. And um, I, I got uh, asked by WSBT to be a contributor to this story and, and just said, listen, th- there is, it, it's so important that that parents know where their kids are on Friday night, on Monday night, on every night. And there are so many parents that are unaware of where their kids are. And there is this, it's interesting, there's this incredible thing uh, called an iPhone or a cell phone or smartphone mm-hmm. that has all kinds of apps where you can track your kids. You can know exactly where they are. And me and my wife use it all the time and unashamedly and unapologetically with our kids. They know we're always want. They know we know where they are at all times. Mm-hmm. They just know that we have, we've had open dialogue since they've had phones about where they are. And anytime they step out of bounds, they would get a call or a text from a parent <laughs> asking why they are where they are. Mm-hmm. And they have to have an ex- explanation. That's called, called accountability. And I, I just, WSBT, I just said, it's important that parents provide accountability that their kids need. They're adolescents. Mm -hmm. They're not adults yet. They can't, when they get together, the momentum from the group can be crazy influential. So just just a little bit of uh, input from parents and accountability is vital to your kids' not getting into major, major issues. Mm-hmm. And just in that, that situation, you could see it was escalating and how, I don't know if anyone got hurt or not, but what I saw was almost the car should have run out over somebody. I mean, it's just yes. foolishness. Um, but it's, it's again, you know, and I'm sure somebody said, hey, don't do this. Hey, stop. You know what I mean? I'm sure there was a lot of warning signs, but right. they were like, no way. Yep. We're doing it. Yes. And the other thing I, I really encourage people to think about is there, there are a bunch of kids that they have parents that are single parents that are working second or third shift, right? So they're, so being super judgmental on parents, which I hear people all the time, like, well, their parents should be doing more. And I'm just like, well, yeah, I get that, but it's life. And guess what? They're working. They're doing the best they can. <laughs> they're doing the best yeah. they can. And so what I, what I actually do is I flip it and say, listen, um, it's important that me and my wife that we also are looking out for our kids' friends, right? So I talked to my, my son's uh, friend got into trouble uh, last summer. And uh, I told my son, I said, how did you let this happen? Like, like you, what, what were you doing? You were there. You knew that the parents were gone. You knew that they didn't want anybody else to come over to the house. And so now your best friend's grounded for, you know, a long time <laughs> because... You were an innocent bystander, but what that looked like? Did you talk to him? And we had a whole dialogue about uh-huh. that because, like, dude, be a good friend. Don't let your don't let your friends make bad decisions. 
and you think you're being a good friend by, <laughs> you know, not saying anything. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, it's, it's very important. Uh, and in this situation, uh, my son did say, Hey, this is a bad idea. But I'm like, well, now maybe you learn, you got to take a step further. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, man, you, you out of your mind? Like, I'm out of here. If you do this, I'm out of here. Right. Like, there's got to be a consequence that helps your friend make a good decision. Mm-hmm. Because peer pressure is really powerful. Yeah. You got to use it positively. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it was very cool. So so um, they have asked me to be a contributor now. So I think on a regular basis, you'll see my face in WSBT just a little, which is kind of an honor. It's very exciting. Well, not kind of an honor. It's, it's, it is, it is an, an honor. honor. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Um, because it's another way to expose people to five-star mm-hmm. life and the impact that we can have on kids. And then they have that whole uh, that like a department that yeah about they have education. a whole division. Yeah. It's called uh, Operation Education uh, Crisis in the Classroom, mm-hmm. where they do deep dives on all kinds of education related issues and youth related issues, and they do a phenomenal job. Um, so you'll see me uh, there sometimes. <clears throat> the story last weekend was just a you know youth violence story in peace. But we were called to be involved because it was like the FOP, the JJC. It's like there's a lot of people involved in those things. Mm -hmm. And I think the big mistake the public makes is they think nothing's being done about it. It's like, well, there's a lot of things beyond the scenes that are happening. Um, But we need parents, we need the community to take personal responsibility for kids and and to make sure you know where your kids are and to make sure your, your kids know where their friends' friends are. And holds them accountable. And letting kids just go with no um, supervision into big settings um, is not a great idea. The other thing, too, I mean, as a citizen, we need to know what's happening in our city. I mean, it happened in my city not far from my house, and I had no idea. Right. And I watched the news. <laughs> yep. You know, so, I mean, that's sad. It, it is sad. And, you know, I encourage you, if you're... If you're an adult, uh, get involved with a not-for-profit that works with kids. Like, like get involved. Get involved with Five Star. Get involved with, there's so many great not-for-profit organizations because the, the big mistake people make is they say, well, there's just nothing for kids to do, so they're just hanging out loitering. It's like, no, no, they're... South Bend, Elkhart, Mishawaka has put millions of dollars into beautiful facilities. Mm-hmm. A lot of our nonprofit friends have built great facilities. They have great programs. There's a lot for kids to do. Right. The question is, will you get involved and form connections? Because it's often where there's no connection with an adult. That's, those are the kids that are getting in the most trouble, right? Right. So it's it's time to step up. Um, we're about out of time. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, <clears throat> Mia, thanks for joining again. Great show. Glad to be back. Really want to encourage you to um, uh, make sure you like and subscribe to our show. If you've only listened to this on radio or only on a, a uh, audio podcast, go check us out on YouTube at The Five Star Life. It's The Five Star Life on YouTube. Thanks so much for tuning in. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.